welcome to Warmgate Bar, the start of our crime walk. Looking up at the bar itself, you will see a cafe. The bar became a home and was rented out to families at the cost of 10 shillings a year in 1376. It even became the local police constable's home. It is interesting to think that a police constable once resided here, when in an 1892 report to the Watch Committee, the chief constable put the case for more police officers, on account of Warmgate becoming increasingly difficult to manage. This bar is the most intact bar in York. The original gatehouse was built in the 12th century. With the Barbican, which is the bit that sticks out onto the junction being added in the 14th century. Here, the heads of executed criminals were displayed for public entertainment, such as Robert Hilliard in 1469. Not far from this place, on Green Dykes Lane, stood St Leonard's Gallows until its removal in 1700. Knipe wrote in his Criminal Chronology of York Castle that it was accordingly taken down and demolished on the third day of June 1700 to the great joy of the citizens of York. Much like the Tyburn on the Knavesmire, which now houses the York Racecourse, St Leonard's Gallows was a primary location of execution, specifically outside the city walls. While active, though, it was used for less than a 100 executions and was ultimately removed for causing too much congestion at the major road junctions, a factor which continues to be an issue. Many of the executions were recorded in William Knipe's Criminal Chronology of York Castle. It was customary in York that a prisoner could be pardoned on the condition that they acted as the executioner. Just outside of this bar, we also have the Rook and Gaskell pub, This was named after the last two men to be hung at St Leonard's Gallows, as Knipe writes. Leonard Gaskell and Peter Rook, who were executed for sheep-stealing, were the last two victims that suffered the extreme penalty of the law on the gallows of St Leonard's in the year 1676. In this area, though, we also have two more recent interesting cases. The first is the Red Shoe murder of four-year-old Norma Dale in 1946, a murder which remains unsolved. Following the end of the Second World War on the 21st of September 1946, Norma left her home to play. The next day, her body was found on the surrounding wasteland by 11-year-old Michael Duffy. Despite an extensive investigation, assisted by Scotland Yard, with over 1,000 people being interviewed, Norma's killer was never found. Less than a five-minute walk from Norma Dale's home on Rawdon Avenue is the site of York's first purpose-built mosque, which was completed in 2016. York Mosque made headlines in 2013 when a protest to its construction was planned by a British far-right group. Only about half a dozen protesters gathered outside with placards and flags to protest at the development. The people of York Mosque diffused the tensions of the situation by inviting the protesters in for tea and biscuits. We will now begin our walk through the city of York. With each step, you will be engaged in sites and landmarks of historical and social significance. We turn to walk back into the city down Hope Street before arriving at the graveyard of St George's Church, York, in which we will find the grave marker for the famous highwayman, Dick Turpin. As we walk together, we should dwell on the social significance of our surroundings. Hope Street was once a place of squalor and destitution. In 1908, York's medical officer, Edmund M. Smith, wrote that the backyards in Hope Street and Albert Street can only be viewed with repulsion. They are so small and fetid, and so hemmed in by surrounding houses. There are no amenities. It is an absolute slum. 
The slums of the Warmgate area were torn down in the 1930s and their residents moved outside of the city walls, mainly to the area known as Tang Hall, and on the site of the slums, new municipal housing estates were erected between 1950 and 1980.